Hello, Kubernetes community, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Control Podcast. Uh, Brian, we uh, we started off uh, the last episode, you know, kind of taking a step back and you know saying, let's take a look at this from sort of from a virtualization perspective. How do we kind of compare virtualization land and container land? Uh, and, and I think we're going to uh, continue that here. Yeah, I thought we would. You know, again, we talked about we're, we want to make sure that we're you know coming back to the basics for a lot of people that are new to this space. Not so much just hey, there's some new technology, let's talk about it. But really, you know, people that are new to the space and Again, sometimes stuff sort of catches our eye and we go, oh, wait a second, that, that seems off. We should, we should talk about it in more depth. So um, I saw, I was watching somebody at a meetup or something recently, and uh, they were talking about you know, somebody who was making a transition, and, and they threw up a chart or a slide or something. And the, the quote in it was, I want to move all my workloads from virtual to container so that we no longer have to worry about things like patching operating systems. <laughs> and it was one of those like, you know, hit the brakes. Let's talk about this uh, because I think we might have some misperceptions from people about what happens when you move from a virtualized world to a containerized world. Does the operating system completely go away or do you no longer have to do patching? So we thought we would talk about patching today. Yeah. Everyone's uh, everyone's favorite topic. Yeah. So let's, I, I guess I mean, this is one of those ones I think maybe this is going to come across because they go, oh, well, you know, you guys work for Red Hat and, you know, Red Hat is an operating system company. And so you guys must love talking about patching. But, uh, <laughs> you know, no matter whether you live in the virtual world or container world or or any of these worlds, like patching, you know, you're there is an operating system somewhere and, you know, there isn't an operating system that exists that hasn't had bugs that needed to get patched. So maybe let's let's talk about just let's, let's let's just walk through the basics of that statement of like I'm not going to have to deal with patching. Let let's talk about what has to get patched in a VM environment first, just so we have a baseline. Yeah, so, so I mean, you have you're starting with a physical server, and if you want to get really pedantic, there's you know BIOS and firmware patches for the for the server itself. But if we put that aside, you know, there's some sort of operating system running on that metal um, that's also running a hypervisor. So in some cases, it's an OS running a hypervisor, and other cases, like a like VM like vSphere, it's it's all one basically you know right. bundled together. Um, but you know that's that's the basic layer. And then you have the VMs themselves have an operating system uh, that you need to patch. And and the thing that's uh, you know kind of I think is important too. You hear know, like, well, we won't have to patch anymore. Like, well, yes, you patch operating systems. You also patch applications. I mean, I would say you know there's plenty of operating system vulnerabilities that come up. But how many times do you see it's it's some Node uh, library or some Python lib or something like where the there's the vulnerability that's being exploited. So that needs to be patched anyway. Um, I think it's just, you know, sort of whatever your perspective is, you come from the infrastructure side, you think about OS patching. If you come from the app side, you think about, you know, patching, you know, uh, application components, but you know, they're, they're all part of that stack that need to be patched. Right. Right. And I, and I think that's the, that's a really good starting point. So it's like, how often do I patch the hypervisor? Not nearly as much, you know, whenever you do an upgrade, maybe it's, you know, one release to another. So maybe that's every six months, maybe it's once a year, you know, maybe there's an emergency patch, but yeah, the OS, um, you know, whether you're running, you know, a Windows OS or a Linux OS, um, that's going to need periodic uh, patching, you know, whether those are emergency things, it's a heart bleed, or it's a specter or meltdown or something like, you're going to touch that. And then like you said, you know, it's not just a application. I mean, if it's packaged application, maybe it's a patch, but if it's a, you know, homegrown application, something you developed, it could be a library. I mean, it could be, you know, the, the, 
there's lots of them out there. There was the uh, the Apache Struts one that took down a whole bunch of things recently. It could be a Node one. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of levels to to patching in a virtualization environment um, that people are probably aware of. You know, whether it's a Patch Tuesday thing or an emergency thing. Um, so let's use that baseline and sort of compare that to what do you have to do in a containerized environment. And let's just let let's do this for let's do this for sort of apples to apples comparison. So let's say in my virtualization environment, I've got you know, whatever hypervisor, but I've got uh, a Linux machine running a Java application. And what does that look like in a containerized world? So, yeah, I think the, the, you know, the key is again, is there's, you're starting with the underlying host OS or, uh, you know, in this, in this, you know, in the, on the virtualization side, it's the hypervisor slash host OS um, that need to be, uh, patched or upgraded for vulnerabilities. Um, the difference then is the guest, what would be the guest OS on the virtualization side, your equivalent is the container. And now a container, it doesn't contain a full operating system. So half the time, you know, those those patches may not apply. You know, if it's, oh, this kernel thing, this, um, just because there's a CVE for, say, for RHEL, doesn't mean it applies to also to RHEL container images. Um, because you know it's it's a much smaller subset, so that that's one possible difference is you may not need to do anything at the container layer, um, and then and then the other the other piece is um, you you have to um, how you do them is different because a guest OS is a running running server for all intents and purposes. You have to apply the patch. So if you you have that one Linux server run that one Java app, it's it's kind of you know one to one with containers. But if I have that same server running you know twenty of them for high availability and scaling, um, I have to touch twenty servers, um, whether it's with a tool or, or manually. Whereas a container, I update that container image and then you know re-roll out the, you know re- replace those twenty containers. So it's you know it's really from a what actually gets patched. It's it's one per container image type. Not per deployed, where um, with a with virtualization, it's always per deployed. Um, you know, so if I have ten thousand, I have to patch ten thousand. If I have with containers, if I have a hundred images spinning up ten thousand containers, I only have a hundred to patch. Right, right. Yeah, I think you know, there's a few other sort of little nuances in there. Um, you know, like like we've said, you know, in virtualization, you may end up running. Uh, Windows hosts and, and Linux, uh, you know, Windows guest OS and, and say Linux guest OS on the same machine, on the same hypervisor. I mean, you could have different versions of Windows. So, I mean, uh, you know, in the Linux, in the container world, you know, sort of Linux container world, um, you're really only dealing with that one OS. So, you know, you're typically going to be patching, you know, you're going to have less of a matrix typically that you're going to have to patch, um, you know, again, depending on how consistent you are in your environment. And then the other thing that you don't really get into in a virtualization world that is a, a nice uh, aspect of, of containers is, you know, containers aren't just sort of the container, but there's that the, the layering concept of, you know, what goes into that container. So talk for a second, just help people understand kind of the layering concept and how you can just fix a specific layer within a like a container manifest container file um, that's different than what you might have to do for a, a library vulnerability in a virtual machine. Uh, yeah, no, that's that is a, a really good point. And and the one thing I would also note on that was even those examples, like I said, if you have 10,000 servers, again, if there are 10,000, say, RHEL servers that have a CVE, you're patching all 10,000. Whereas that container, if it's something that's 
wouldn't be in the container image, which would be the host OS. You're just updating those nodes. You're not even have to update those container images if it doesn't apply. Right. But if it does, um, containers, like I said, like we've talked about previously, they're a tar file that contains a file system and uh, some metadata and a JSON file. Uh, those file systems are done via layers, though. So, as if you watch container builds, so if you use a you know builder or or Docker build or whatever, you'll see these sort of like um, you know containers, you know uh, serial numbers sort of being built in between. So, with, what's good about that is one, um, it's easier to create like multiple containers off of lower level images. So, I have my base you say rel container image and then my base rel java container image and my base rel you know python container image um that's built off the same one so if i update the the bottom level one because it's an os level thing those other ones will inherit it uh when you when you rebuild those images uh the other thing that's nice about layers is from the top down so if i just only have to change the top layer so which is really common with applications so usually the last thing that happens is you know the application files are popped in well so if i make a new commit to my app and it builds a new container image, it doesn't have to rebuild the whole container. It just replaces that last layer. So the same thing happens if there's a, you know, so say I had a Python uh, app and there was one of the Python modules had a, had a vulnerability. So I, up, you know, the open SSL modules. And so I updated it to the new one. Uh, when it builds that container, it only has to build that last layer. And then it only has to pull that last layer um, down because that's the only change. It doesn't have to pull the entire uh, container image because it doesn't need all the layers. It just needs that newest, most recent layer. Whereas, again, if you're patching host OSs, you're either pushing out things like RPMs to them if it's Linux or or stuff like that. Because uh, it's that that host OS is just the you know it's a it's a blob of a of a disk image that has a file system on it where the containers have these layers and are much you can you can introspect them a lot more and that's even how we scan for vulnerabilities in container images because we can look through them whereas if i want to scan a vm for vulnerabilities i have to put some sort of agent on it and have it you know run scans you know so like you do with your mcafee or whatever with containers i can actually take that container image without actually running it and look through all the files in it and and look for vulnerabilities yeah yeah and i and i think this what you highlighted really, you know, if we if we break it down a little bit, um, you know, there's there's always going to be sort of best practices that people say, hey, this is what you should do in these environments. Um, I think the big difference between virtualized environments is we can say these are best practices, but there's nothing within the technology that sort of forces you to adhere to those best practices. Whereas because containers are so declarative because, you know, we like we said, that things are sort of built in layers, um, you've got this sort of you know, external thing, but sort of mandatory thing in terms of registry, like the the best practices are sort of self-enforced because you you kind of can't do certain things that you might do in a virtualized world. Like in a virtualized world, you might just go, well, I know our best practices is to, you know, never fix things while they're running, but you know what? There's nothing that prevents you from doing that. Whereas in the container world, it's like you don't SSH into them. You, you know, you blow them away, you spin up a new one uh, that, that's, that's got the update in it. Um, you know, like in terms of sort of going like, if I want to align best practices to the people and the process and the things that I I want to make sure I do, containers kind of build that into the technology so that you can't as easily sort of short circuit it or go, well, it's just a hassle to do. It's a Friday. I want to get out of the office and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a change. In, you know, there's 
the, the core thing you're trying to accomplish is the same, right? We were right. like, hey, we want to secure. This thing is bad. <laughs> we want to secure environment. The thing is bad. We want to we want to make it better. Um, but yeah, the methodologies are definitely different. And a and a piece of it too is the. Um, you know, I keep going back to the declarative nature of containers where here's, I know what ports are open, you know, whereas I may have a VM, you know, bunch all running windows and there's a vulnerability that comes out and says, oh, by default, this one service that runs on windows has this port open and, you know, you can be remotely remote execution vulnerability. Oh, we need to patch all these. Whereas with a say container image, you, you're specifically saying this container does one thing on this one port and that's it. So you're not even really considering some of those other vulnerabilities too. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know those types of those types of things that are sort of built around how how the container world works and the fact that um you know there isn't there isn't the big distinction between um i mean there there is there's logical separation like you said where uh you know the containers can isolate certain things and then the os isolates certain things but um you know i think we're going to see more and more kind of good process in place uh, in the container world because you you don't have the ability to go like well you know, we want to be secure, but but if this group, let's say the app group, just forgets to do updates to their their guest OS because they're more focused on the application, and that leaves us, you know, vulnerable. Um, you know, it's a little easier to sort of build the process around it in containers because you have you do have to be thinking, okay, this container is in essence kind of part of the operating system because there is no separation between them. You know, it, it is you know Linux is containers and containers are Linux. Uh, you know, you 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 kind of have the foundation to go. Okay, we can't be lazy about doing patching, doing updates, and, and other things like that. Whereas it's very easy to imagine a world where if you are siloed, that the application team could sort of forget about the guest OS if they're not, you know, they don't not paying attention to it. They're they're worried about the Java app or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it the key is it's you know we're breaking down silos. Yeah, um, you know, to make this stuff like we talked about uh, in the last show when it came to networking uh, and storage and some of those things. I think that you know. You know Conway's law <laughs> to some degree. Uh, you know, hopefully it's working the opposite direction. So instead of just the, uh, you know, the organization communication reflected in the in the tech, we, that the tech can start to affect the uh, organization's communication structure. Right, right. You know, the last thing I had on my list, and and you know, it, the the worst thing you can do is is take a, a, a an audio medium which has no visualization to it and try and explain numbers and charts and spreadsheets to it. But let's try that anyways. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things I, I know somebody's going to ask is they're going to go, hey, can you can you quantify, you know, like how much better, for example, a, a container world would be in terms of patching versus a virtualization world? And I don't have a number. I, you know, I think it like, like everything, it, it depends on your environment and so forth. But I think if you if you logically sort of work through some of these things, like we talked about, you know, the number of things that, you know, are software and that you may have to patch or update or whatever, you start to, you know, have a baseline. So, you know, hypervisor, guest OS, the application, application libraries in a virtualization world versus, you know, the the host OS and then the, the container itself. So less things in general in a container world because you're not dealing with the hypervisor. Um, like you said, you do have this logical separation of what could be a vulnerability in a container versus the OS. So, you know, you could have a different ratio of the number of things you have to do. Um, any other things that as you're thinking about, like, how would you maybe quantify or keep track of it, that there would be a difference between virtualization and container worlds for patching? Um, I think, like you said, the key is it's, it's very, 
environment dependent, you know, so think about in your particular environment, what your patch cycle looks like. Uh, and then think about some of the things we talked about today and say like, well, how would that apply to us? You know, how many, how many similar, you know, baseline images do we have? How many, you know, what would our process look like? I think it, I think it could be pretty dramatic difference when you, like you said, you, you're, your what you do today for your guest images would be significantly less um, due to the container side, and then your what's currently today your hypervisor patching, which I'm sure is le- way less frequent, is basically would be your container host patching. So, right. um, you know, I think it's when you think about those in your particular environment and, and kind of the size and scale, uh, I think you can kind of see pretty clearly that it can be a, a, a pretty big uh, reduction in time and actually end up with better security. Right, right. Yeah, the only other thing that jumps out to me, and again, you know, not everybody is going to be able to measure their business or their cost in in minutes and so forth. But, you know, if you are rebooting, uh, you know, hosts or you're rebooting, say, hypervisor plus Windows machines, um, you know, versus, you know, just rebooting a container, which we've seen, you know, come back or, or get replicated in a new thing in literally seconds or milliseconds, um, you know, those chunks of five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever that you may have for full virtual machine plus full like Windows OS to come up, um, you know, you multiply that out by several hundred or several thousand, that could become something that, you know, what your window is for an outage or something like that could be, um, could be impactful. It could be, you know, important for you to figure out, can I do this in the middle of the day, right? Can I just do it as a blue green update? Or do I have to have a, a full outage window on a Saturday night and paying people overtime or something? You know, those, those types of things may factor in depending on, you know, how critical a few minutes or maybe even a few hours matter to your business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just getting, even starting to get down that path. And I think I've seen, you know, some of our, our customers we talked to when they started switching some of their apps to containers and like the light bulb really went off of the first time they had some sort of vulnerability thing like, oh, how many app servers? And, oh, wait, we don't, we don't need to do any of that. Or, oh, we just update the image and they had the image triggers turned on. And so it just starts flipping them all and like, oh, well, we, we update our whole environment in a couple hours and we did it in the middle of the day. Um, you know, that's when it really started to, to, to set in. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, you know, we didn't want to make this a, a really, really long show. We just wanted to, you know, like we said, sometimes we see some things um, and it, it triggers us to go, oh, wait a second. That's a basic concept that seems a little bit off. Let's dig into it. So hopefully this was useful to folks. Um, you know, obviously, you know, patching doesn't get a whole lot of headlines. It's not super sexy, but it is part of life. And, and if you don't do it well, um, you know, you will end up uh, in a headline somewhere, whether it's, uh, you know, credit cards got stolen or, you know, your, your business got hacked or something. So definitely something if you're looking at, um, you know, why a move to using container technology might be helpful. Um, there's definitely some differences, but it's good to know what the differences are and, and then, you know, what the, the things that you have to do are, are still going to be there. Um, so, um, Tyler, anything else? I think we covered a lot of things. I think we covered most of the basic things that people should be aware of. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's it for this uh, for this go around. Very cool. Well, listen, folks, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week.